Welcome back to the Voice of My Beloved podcast. This is Aaron Hood, our host with none other than the the man, the myth, the legend, Braden Waller. We are happy to be back. It's been a while since I've been on, and uh, so we're going to do a little bit of catch up. I'm just going to mention a few things um, about the Harp and Farm program. Hopefully, you know, that's uh, in your wheelhouse, you know, something you're thinking about if you're uh, what's the age, Braden? 18 to 30. 18 to 30. Um, if you're in that age range and you've got, uh, some, some seeking to do some time that you want to spend with the Lord and, uh, learn a thing or two about music and, uh, farming, then, um, look that up. That's on the website coming up this spring. That's right. Yep. And, um, that's going to be about, it could be varying links. I think seven months is uh, the full, right. Is going to be the full thing uh, through the spring, summer and fall. And uh, the other thing we have coming up is Hanukkah Worship Weekend. So that's going to be the 23rd, December 23rd through the 26th. So if you're looking uh, for somewhere to escape all of the festivities of uh, Xmas, <laughs> then you're more than welcome to come to the weekend event uh, with lots of good worship and fellowship. Uh, again, December 23rd through the 26th. So, Braden, we're just going to do a little bit of kind of what you shared over Sukkot, right? And uh, what was kind of the theme over Sukkot was... Um, uh, triumphant in tribulation, joy in the midst of sorrow. So why don't you go ahead and just we'll dive into that? Yeah, it wasn't really a planned theme, but it just kind of turned out that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and just people, people that had come had just been through a lot the past year. And so the the actual theme was uh, John 10.10, 10, mm-hmm. which is abundant life. Uh, I've come that you may have life and life abundant. Right. And I think they kind of go together. They can go together is here, Yeshua, he's telling this to people that are are going to go through hard times, yeah. right? I mean, so abundant life in the middle of tribulations. Uh, the verse that came to mind was the verse out of Habakkuk. It talks about how you know, the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. Labor of the olive shall fail. The field shall yield no meat. The flock will be cut off in the fold, yet I will I rejoice, rejoice in, in the Lord. Lord. <laughs> and it goes through this whole list of stuff. It's like everything's not going real good, but I'm still going to rejoice. And yeah. so that was really what I felt like encapsulated the week yeah. is that, you know what? Still going to rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. And even when, you know, sickness and death and all these things are going on around us, but yet we're still called to rejoice. Yeah, rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation, right? Just that resolve, you know, is that where yeah. we're really strengthening people or hoping to encourage people? And it was kind of a, um, uh, side thing that happened where most of the teachers were kind of sharing along those same lines. Um, and, and myself, you know, I, I shared a little bit about um, contractions and birth pangs. You know, my wife just had our, our fifth little baby, a baby girl. And uh, so I was out for most of uh, Sukkot um, just tending to my family. But that theme, that idea of the contractions, you know, that that bring about the joyful result of a child. Mm-hmm. And how, how glorious, you know, there's that verse that says, you know, when the child is delivered, you know, you don't remember the sorrow. Right, uh, that brought that child forth, and and I believe Yeshua even said it's going to be like that. It's going to be like birth pains, right. and the coming of Messiah will be like that. So, just setting ourselves with that resolve, having a a clear picture of what is the end result. You know, what are we looking for? What are we looking to? We're looking to our bridegroom, who is going to bring the fulfillment of every good thing to us uh, at the end of days. You know, and and that that's a sure thing. That's not um, whether we lived actually on this earth to see him or we pass away before. But our, our uh, inheritance is the same, and so just being encouraged in that people are 
crazy things going on in the world and um, being mindful of that, having that confidence, um, can, help, can you know, give us that joy during Sukkot. You're commanded to be joyful. They say it's one of the hardest commands in the whole Bible to be <laughs> joyful for a whole week. <laughs> uh, and there are times, you know, when um, you're sleep deprived and you're not, you know, you got some opportunities there. But man, what a what a thing to shoot for. You know, it's a good a practice. Joyful countenance, right? absolutely. It's a good practice. So lots of fellowship, lots of, and I, I love fellowship. But there are certain elements when you're in, you know, a lot of fellowship, a lot of interaction, a lot of stimulation. Of uh, keeping the joy up can be like, okay, we're getting, you know, day five, six, seven. Like, let's keep this going. Right. Keep this going. Got to set your face for it. Absolutely. So we um, we're talking a little bit about that. So Braden's got some notes here, and uh, the theme verse there, Braden, uh, for love and purity is Matthew five eight, right? Right. Yeah. So blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This is going to be just some takeaways, some of the highlights that I feel like from my message that I gave during Sukkot, uh, and looking at this from the perspective of uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And we we look at purity of heart from I think two different perspectives. One we're living before God. We want to have this pure heart before God. Um, he sees everything that goes on inside of our minds, our hearts. So there's that element, that vertical direction, but then there's also that horizontal direction of walking in purity with one another. And that was my big encouragement, uh, walking in the second commandment, uh, applying this verse to the second commandment of we're called to walk in purity of heart as, as a community. Mm. And there's an element of that where well, we're pressing into that we want to grow in that because there's happiness, there's a blessing. I even you know think of joyfulness. We're going through Sukkot. There's a joy in pursuing purity of heart as a community, mm. and so that's what a few of these verses are about. Here we got John fifteen eleven. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you, and so this is a a very high call. Yeah. To love one another as Yeshua has loved us. Yeah, I'm thinking about the verse, you know, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. You know, there's a pleasantness right. that comes from us um, interacting with one another. And, and the Lord knows this, you know, right. he, he has created us as such mm -hmm. um, to be, in, in my words, a herd animal. You right. Know? <laughs> and, and, and that he has designed us and we will find the most satisfaction and, and the most ple pleasantness mm -hmm. um, to use the the word from the verse there, um, by dwelling together in unity. And right. It's only by it's it's really is the test of the spirit in us. It right. really is, you know, a, a test that it when we are are we can see the best in people when we can uh, mm -hmm. be gracious to people as he has been gracious to us, and, and many other such things that we um, grow we grow as people. Right. I remember uh, just hearing a message recently. The guy was talking about being at this church and this church had a reputation in the community for actually enjoying being with each other. <laughs> and, and he was talking about how much of an impact that was. There's like a drawing thing to this church because people just enjoy being together. And I think that that testimony is something that we need to really pray for mm -hmm. that. We actually, we're not, we're not fellowshipping with each other um, just because we have to. Right. Now there is the element of, you know, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves right. together. Be better as we, to just do it than not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better to do it, you know, grit your teeth, fellowship, <laughs> but wow, what a step above yeah. when there's an enjoyment. I, I see an application there even with prayer as well. You know, we are called to pray. Yeah. Yes, we do it even when we don't feel it, when we don't, you know, emotionally get, you know, super excited about it. But 
the next level is we enjoy it. Amen. And that needs to be a prayer, I believe, that, yes, we enjoy being with God. We enjoy being with God's people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, these verses uh, really speak to this, you know, loving one another as Yeshua has loved us. Yeshua enjoys being with his people. Amen. Uh, it talks about in Revelation, he's the one that walks in the midst of his people. And so he, he enjoys being with us. We should enjoy being with each other. First uh, John 4.20 says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. So basically the litmus test. Like, yeah. do you actually love God? Well, how's your relationship with your brother? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't really, you're, he says you're a liar if yeah. you say you love God and hate your brother. Right. It's a, a very difficult test. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, and it's true, you know, as Brayden's saying, you know, that we're called to do many things and we do believe, you know, even to love God, love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? And, and yet we would be better off to serve him in fear Mm-hmm. than to to not serve him at all or to not right. love him um it's a there's there's these two levels and, and what brayden is saying is so true you know it, my family you know growing up you know there was you know if you weren't happy you didn't necessarily have to look like it you know <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> you know there there is a because you know you don't want to be a hypocrite you know, right you know people are are very and it's a true you, you'd rather don't want to be a hypocrite but i i in my older age as i'm getting older it's better to put on a smile and, and get your heart in line with that smile than it is to let your face just represent the bitterness or the, the, the frustrations of fake your Fake it till you make it, is that yeah. what they call it? <laughs> yeah, fake it until you make it. All right, so we want to, uh, you know, continue, you know, to encourage each other, us and you in this ability to move forward, move beyond our emotions. That's the pivotal point of this in tribulations having joy. It's got to be based upon a perception that is greater than and, and a belief that there's something happening greater than the reality that that you're seeing like it's there is a greater reality even and right. that what we're seeing here is actually repercussions of what's happening in the spiritual realm which is the the true reality right. the reality of eternity and forever right and by having our eyes focus on the, the coming king that causes the joy in our heart even when the situations are are awful or dire even as we have examples from Christians, you know, Richard Warmbrand and mm-hmm. Hudson Taylor and many men who went through, and women, who went through intense persecution and just inconveniences. I mean, I, sometimes I, I feel like my love is so short just based upon the inconveniences of how my attitude is is changed by something that's inconvenient to me. Mm-hmm. It might be the greatest downfall of all of America, <laughs> our, <laughs> our conveniences. You know, check yourself and, and wonder, like, hey, if I get up and I, I don't have my cup of coffee, does that dictate my how I feel? You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have, you know, um, an air-conditioned spot to sit or a warm place to, to read. Am I still going to be in the Scripture? Am I still going to pray? You know, and, and, and these conveniences, I know it's hard to believe that air conditioning is a convenience, but it is. <laughs> and how we can look past these things, and I think the Lord's, it, it would be better to do it now. Right, you know, because we because it is growing in difficulty, and we don't want to be offended with at God because He has stripped away our conveniences. Yeah, yeah, and we gotta gotta be pushing towards the Father, seeing what truly is to be the the coming King. He is coming. He's not tarrying forever, and that 
by by doing that, we'll have joy in the season. We won't be offended in the moment because we have an eternal perspective on life. And Sukkot is just such a perfect time of, you know, c- could you celebrate Sukkot in a jail cell? Yes, right. you could. You know, that's where Braden and I, we're, we're encouraging one another here to get to that place where as Paul was in prison singing hymns to God right. and making a sound with the chains because his joy was not dependent upon his circumstances. Right. Uh, we want that for y'all. We want you to be in that place in the spirit to be able to have that uh, aware of circumstances, yes, but completely un- unfazed in, yeah. in your gladness of heart. Serve him with gladness of heart no matter what your circumstances are. Yeah, amen. Yeah, so good. And I think this whole interaction with humans is the well, you might say the the grinding stone for like figuring out where our hearts really are at. I mean, yes, we want to live before God. You know, the Psalms talk about, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. We're walking before God, yes, the, and he is our first focus, but this horizontal level of interacting with each other, that's a lot of where we actually find out what's in our hearts. Right, <laughs> and yeah. so going down in the Beatitudes, we looked at, you know, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God, but then going down, a few verses, we've got this other verse, blessed are you when they revile you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, just what Aaron's talking about here, for great is your reward in heaven. And so having this perspective of I'm living my life based on an eternity, an eternity with God, and there's going to be this great reward. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to retaliate when someone attacks me. Um, this human, you know, interaction. Yeshua here is telling us there's a great reward. You know, you're being persecuted, you're being slandered, but look at the reward. Mm. There's a great reward. Just hold on to that eternal perspective. This uh, guy, many of you, I'm sure know Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, he said this uh, as he's being taken away from his his prison cell. He knows he's going to go uh, and be hung. He says, this is the end for me, the beginning of life. And so Dietrich Bonhoeffer had a very strong conviction of the resurrection. Amen. And I think that's what we really need to be grounded in, in this, in this time is that we're not primarily just living for this life. Mm-hmm. We're, we're living for a life to come. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he's, he's like, yeah, I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to die. But for me, this is the beginning of life. Amen. I'm actually going to enter into the fullness of life. In, the, in this moment. What it means to really live. Yeah, strengthening that point, you know, I was thinking about the verse, you know, that I believe, it, I forget if it was Yeshua, but the story went that there was, uh, if you come and to the altar and there remember that you have something against your brother, right, your brother yeah. has something against you. Yeah. Leave your altar, you know, your gift there at right. the altar before God. Don't even offer it and go and make things right with your brother. It's very yeah. important to the Lord that there are, we have a right relationship with one another. Right. Um, that's his commandment. You know, that's right. the second commandment. Right. You know? And um, wow, that's such a um, such a great, you know, because, you know, sometimes we can just think, me, me and God, you know, we're doing great. You know, right. we're doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our relationship is fine. You know, my conscience is not, but our brother, you know, he's not quite measuring up. You know, we have that struggle in that relationship. Right. And um, that's where God really does that grinding will he refines us you know and mm-hmm. purges away that dross and it's uh 
Uh, it's a it's a real day to day. Some days you'll you'll feel it. It'll be easier than others, but always striving, you know, to to be at peace with all men, you know. Yeah, just making. I think the, the beginning point is. Yeah, I may not feel this emotionally, but I'm going to start praying. Yeah, and my heart is going to line up. Yes, you know, Yeshua, I want to love your people the way that you love them. Amen. Making that a prayer, it's like okay, that's a very lofty goal, but you said that this is what I should do, so. Fill me with that kind of love, yeah, you know, that, that like we're shooting for this. We're not, we're not just going, no, it's impossible, but right. we're, we're shooting for living out what he said to do. Amen. He'll give us the helper. I mean, yeah, I, I think what, what really, uh, what we want to do to encourage is there's many areas and applications for this, but, but when you know the right thing to do and you don't feel it, get your heart in line with what right. is the truth of the word. Don't mm -hmm. base the truth of the word upon what your feelings are. Get your feelings right. behind the truth of God's word. Right. And, and and pray to him because he he understands the struggle. He mm -hmm. didn't. He said, "I will not put on you anything greater than you can bear. You know anything beyond what you're able to bear." Right. He, he'll give us the strength. He'll send us the helper if if we give it everything we got. Sometimes it's it's everything we can do to bite our tongue and not say that word. <laughs> right. <laughs> we really feel it, but get your feelings in line with the truth of God's word. Yeah, it's good. And. Just, the, I want to look at this verse here too uh, that talks about um, the uh, Matthew seven twelve. Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Yeshua, he's calling us to this. Basically, what the law and the prophets said to do. This is this is the way that uh, we we live it out. Is our in our horizontal relationship. What, whatever we want people to do to us, we should be doing to them. Uh, Romans thirteen eight. He who loves another has fulfilled the law. Mm. You know, we talk a lot about wanting to be Torah followers and all these things in within the Messianic movement. Yes. Um, but this verse is really clear. He who loves another has fulfilled the law. And so this is just how important this is. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, are summed up in this saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Amen. And how much we need that. Amen. We need that reminder, you know, Help us, God. Yeah. Help us to actually, truly be obedient to the law right. of God, which is to love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Um, yeah, so it's just uh, super important to, to keep that. Yeshua talks about how the um, loving God and loving your neighbor, uh, on those two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And so just getting a picture for that, getting a getting the truth of that, that, you know, there's these two, two things, these two most important things, loving God and loving your neighbor, everything else hangs on those. The law and the prophets hang, hang on those two commandments. And so, uh, just the, you know, reiterating this, the, the encouragement as we walk together, as we're walking in community, this is so important to shoot for this and in our relationships, you know, to seek for purity, you know, sometimes in close community, this is where the lines get blurred and people are not, you know, guarding their hearts there. And, and, and there's the enemy creeps in, but we want to be those that, yes, we love each other. We love, as Peter says, fervently, but then we also, we understand the importance of walking in purity with one another. Yeah. There, there, there's such a need for a, a balance or a, uh, to really stay true to the word mm -hmm. in the, in, in, in both of these things. Yes. Loving, but then walking in purity. This is the path of life. It's the path of, as Yeshua said, happy, joyful, blessed are the pure in heart Amen. for, for they shall see God. 
And then uh, looking here, also Revelation 9.21. Um, this just really stands out to me right now. Just It shouldn't take us by surprise how much of these things we're seeing. You know, just look at the news, not that I look at the news that much. But <laughs> but in Revelation 9.21, it lays out the four main sins of the end times. It says they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. And as I look at each four of these, I'm noticing this trend of lack of love for others or lack of caring for others. You know, murder, obviously, you know, you're killing people. You don't care about them. Um, sorcery, uh, operating in witchcraft. Here again, you're just totally not caring about your brother or your sister. Sexual immorality. Um, the, the things that we're seeing rise uh, right now is just, it's horrific, horrific. The amount of selfishness, the amount of lust that is just being thrown out there in our culture it's total uh it's totally not truly loving loving your brother or sister uh and then thefts you're stealing you're stealing from people obviously you're you don't care about them you don't care about what they have or anything so the if you boil it down i believe these four main sins of the end times come back to lack of love Mm -hmm. and then we look at the bride revelation 19 8 it says and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And you know, as in our relationship with one another, the righteousness, the purity, the righteous acts are living out God's word. Um, this is what's going to define mm. the end time people of God. Amen. And so you can see these divergent roads in a way. One road is leading to selfishness and all these horrible sins, and a lot of it is actually the sins that are committed against people. Mm. And then you have this other side, this other road, the, the road of the sheep, which is righteous acts, you know, caring for others, loving others, sacrificially loving other people. Amen. So important. Yeah. Amen. Selfless, selfless and selfish. Right. You know, if, if you're living for the Lord and you're living for others, uh, that's going to be the testimony, right? As it says, you know, you're living for others, you're, you're blessing others, you're being considerate of others that's going to be a, a sign that the, the Holy Spirit is in you uh, right. as opposed to selfishness. You know, what pleases me, you know, what's my uh, goals in life, you know, and what are your plans and, and dreams and such. Um, there's, there's the, the two roads and um, mm-hmm. we may we all be blessed to um, walk in, in selflessness, you know, towards our, our bridegroom King. Yeah. And also I'm thinking of William Booth. He, he was asked at the end of his life, he said, uh, he was on his deathbed basically. And someone asked him, so can you just give us, you know, a summarization of, you know, what you feel like is the most important thing uh, from your life? I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but, but basically he was just asked this question. Can you tell us, you know, what, what are your last words? He said one word. He said others, others. That's all he said. Others. <laughs> <laughs> so William Booth, founder of the Salvation Army, his summation of like what he felt was important, like others, just considering others yeah, and just how critical that is. Uh, yeah, and one last verse as I'm wrapping up, First Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. And this verse has really been sticking out to me lately. Just Peter's passion here. You know, he's saying, Beloved, yes, I love you, and I'm begging you, I'm I'm imploring you, your sojourners, your pilgrims, you're on this journey of life, you're trying to get to a destination. And the one thing you're really going to have to be careful is, it, it, you know, if you want to stick to the path, you're going to have to abstain from fleshly lust because they're warring against your soul. Amen. 
And, and so this battle for purity, this battle to make it to the finish line really is so key. And I, Peter, I love Peter's passion and we see it through the gospels, but here, you know, he's writing his letter. I'm begging you, please. I want to see you make it to the finish line. In order to do this, you need to abstain from fleshly lust mm. and breaking this down practically. Be careful with what music you listen to. Absolutely. Be careful with what movies you're watching. Be careful what influences you're allowing into your life. Because if you're allowing immorality, fleshly lust to come in, that war against your soul is just going to be stronger and stronger. So you want to make it to the finish line. Our encouragement today is to you, make it to the finish line. We want to see you succeed. We want to see you make it all the way. And you're going to need to abstain from fleshly lust in order to do that. So, Amen. I beg of you. Braden and I were both beggars. (laughs) (laughs) We beg you. Uh, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. And um, we just want to leave you with that, with the, that one word from William Booth, others. Mm. This is the voice of the beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant and joyful life. I love you and I want to love.